Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the Fishhorn Book of the Marvel Universe with the guests where we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is an intergalactic rock star, Arena. Hello. I got, I got nothing clever to say for that one. <laughs> well, uh, today we're going to be talking about a very cool uh, mutant, like one Ooh. of the cooler ones. Um. Uh, Lila Cheney. Might recognize the name as well. Any relation to Dick Cheney? (laughs) No, it's spelled the same, though. Cheney, but you know. Um, So, Lila Cheney, who, by the way, someone did use that as a stage name, and it is a reference to this exact character. Hmm. Um, I might get some, I might get their song and one of the songs to put it as the outro. Um, but what do you think Lila, Chain- J- Lila Cheney is? Like what? Well, because you, you started off the podcast with Intergalactic Rockstar, and then you said a band used their name, I get the feeling that there's some kind of Intergalactic Rockstar. Yeah, but I mean, what type of Intergalactic Rockstar? There's so many different four versions of Intergalactic species. I mean, on, on a scale of that one character from Kiss with the star on their face to Gem and the Holograms. I'm going to go a little more toward Gem and the Holograms. It's it's a human. It's it's just a regular like mutant, <laughs> like human mutant. Hmm. Okay, that guitar. I love that guitar. It's a weird shaped guitar, and I love it. Yeah. Um. She is, uh, she's like one of those characters a lot like, um, a lot like Dazzler, who, whenever a good artist has them, hold of them, they are fashion icons, like Mm -hmm. always. Um, and yeah, she's just real good. Uh, If you want to see pictures of her, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. Um, so, so her real name, surprisingly, is Lila Cheney. I guess didn't bother with a with an alias. Brave. No, they didn't even bother. So her occupation is rock singer and musician and former thief. Uh, she is she's British. Well, she's from the UK, but I think she's well, she's from the UK. I'm going to assume they would have said Scottish or Irish because they tend to say that if if it was. Um, but yeah, she's from the UK and she has no known criminal record on Earth. Uh, no other aliases. Birthplace is unrevealed. Middle status is unrevealed, but currently unmarried. Um, did no known relatives. She is a leader of her own band and ally of the New Mutants. And her base of operations is a Dyson Sphere, somewhere in the Milky Way galaxy. Also, London, England, Malibu, uh, California, and New York City. A Dyson Sphere. Yes. That's 
for one mutant who's a who's just like a musician and doesn't bother with a superhero name, that that seems a little too high, like upper scale, from what I've heard before. I am very curious. Well, there, there's a good reason, and we'll get we'll get to it. There, there's a reason why she's an intergalactic rock star. Um, so, uh, she first appeared in New Mutants Annual Number One, and let me tell you, this is going to be one of the better covers you see like in your lifetime. Um, it is a very good cover. So Whoa. you have, so you have this very painterly like cover. Uh, it's uh, you have this very wait. Sorry, I probably say this came out in November 1984. It's New Mutants Annual number one, and the Cosmic Cannonball Caper. It has, like, let me, you definitely want to look at this cover if you don't know what it is, but you have Lila Cheney just looking, like, just, if I, if I could, if I could be uh, very honest, like, just one of the hotter people you can see, like, just, like, very Joan Jett mm-hmm. style, like, in a tank top, just, like, with her weird guitar and around her leg is wrapped one of the best boys to exist in the Marvel universe cannonball. And behind them is an exploding planet. And it's very painterly and just wonderful. And it says, and it, the title, well, the title on the book, the cover copy is still this planet, a rock fable. I'm guessing that they did not actually steal the planet, given that it is now exploding. Well, it's also was Earth. Oh, oh. But but it didn't explode. It was supposed to like, just a really good cover. Uh, but it is, it is one of the better covers you will see in your lifetime. It is so good. I want a poster of this. This, this needs to, like... You know those novelty, novelty music greeting or, or, like, birthday cards? This needs to have, like, that mechanism, but just, like, the most hair metal... To play as soon as you open the cover, but like it's a very good cover. I definitely want uh, like a poster of this. It like it's it's that like kind of cheesy pulp cover, like pulp pulp magazine this is, cover. This, this is like, very heavy metal, honestly. Yeah, oh, actually, no, exactly heavy metal. Like though, that's the exact okay. like yeah. If if it was heavy metal though, um, uh, Lila's. Uh, Lie would be much more well endowed. Um, well, I mean, you know, that's probably also probably would be topless. Yeah, but, oh god, you know. no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Which I I will not shame because you know what? Free the nipple. You know, everyone should have their shirts off all the time. Um, wearing clothes suck. Um, but yeah, so Lila Ch- Lila Cheney's past before her first encounter with the New Mutants remains a mystery. It is not known how or why she became a rock singer, although it has been revealed at that her first tour was the opening act for the rock band Nazgul. Since is that a real then, band? I think so. That, that's, a, that's a Lord of the Rings thing. I'm, okay, I gotta look this up. Which is definitely gonna be like... I think it is one. It sounds like it is one. How do they spell it in, the, in that book? N A Z G U L. Because I found a band called with an X instead of a G, but I that's uh 
Since then, Cheney had become a major star herself with international success. The general public of Earth, however, is unaware that Cheney is a supreme mutant, or that she had a spectacular career as a master thief on other planets. It has not been revealed that Cheney discovered her superhuman power to teleport herself across interstellar distances. So she has teleportation as a power, but she can only teleport light years at a time. That explains the Dyson Sphere. Yeah, that's that's why that's why she lives on a Dyson Sphere most of the time. I'm guessing if she wants to like go short distances, she's got to do like a pew pew and like bounce off the Dyson Sphere and back to Earth or wherever she is. No, she can only go like lit. I think it's like hundreds of light years. No, no, no. I, I mean, like, like if, if she's on Earth and she wants to go to like another spot on Earth, she would have to like go to the Dyson Sphere and then go back to Earth. No, like, she just like takes a car or plane. <laughs> well, come no, on. No, that take that takes too much math. <laughs> like she has no time for that. She she just teleported across the galaxy. Like, you know, that takes a lot of energy. She, spoken enigmatically, have been, haven't, haven't been stolen in the past and claimed that Earth sold me. She also indicated that she would like to uh, participate in blood sports. Nothing further had yet been revealed about these aspects of her life. Normally, I would be like, give me more, book. But this is just, I don't know. It just adds to her mistake. Cheney was an a, a accomplished rock performer on Earth while continuing her career as a thief on other worlds. She decided to prove that she was the greatest thief in the galaxy by stealing the entire planet Earth by using the teleportation technology within the Dyson Sphere. The teleportation process would take place would, would place all of Earth's inhabitants in a state of stasis. She planned then to auction off the Earth and its people. To the highest bidder. Apparently, I don't like this girl anymore. Well, I mean, to be fair, like you know, she has a she she had a vengeance thing. I mean, she was apparently stolen at one point. I feel like it's. I would blame her. I wouldn't blame her too much on that. Um. Yeah. So apparently, she intended her. Apparent. Apparently, Cheney intended her, her theft, of, theft of Earth as her vengeance for being sold by Earth in her past. Seems a bit excessive. I mean, if if you can only teleport like tens of thousands of, you know, teleportate uh, te- light years away, like I mean, I feel like your sense of scale is like way larger than a lot of people's. Yeah, I guess. No. Nightcrawler probably doesn't think that a bit large of a scale. You know, he can teleport across the room. He doesn't have to walk anywhere. He still does. I mean, because he's not an asshole. But you know, and he doesn't want to get all that all, all that gross like alternate universe atmosphere into into you know, his friends' living room, stinking it up. I mean, also how how else are you supposed to like just uh, fond over him being very handsome and suave? <laughs> you know, you need to see him walk around. Chasola or Chasala, the leader of the alien race called the Vakanen, was interested in obtaining the Earth from Cheney, but he did not want to compete with other bidders in the auction. He therefore arranged for an attempt on her life to be made at a concert at the Starlight Ballroom in Lower Manhattan. In Lower Manhattan. 
the New Mutants obtained tickets to the concert and even succeeded in uh, getting to watch Chaney do a run-through before at the actual performance. During this run-through, a chain holding a speaker tower was cut by a disintegrator. The two, uh, two of the mutants, Sunspot and Warlock, kept all but the topmost speaker from falling, and the third new mutant, Sam Guthrie, a.k.a. Cannonball, a.k.a. the best boy, a.k.a. The, one of the only heroes from Kentucky, um, pushed Cheney out of the way from the falling topmost speaker, thus saving her life. Uh, feeling gratitude, as well as attraction for a rescuer, Cheney kissed Guthrie and invited him and her friends to go to a party at her place after the show. Realizing that the speaker tower collapse was no accident, the New Mutants investigated the, the backstage during the concert and found that a Vakurian, or sorry, a, vac, a Varkurian, whatever, a bounty, a space, space bounty hunter, um, came to kill Cheney. The New Mutants uh, fought the bounty hunter and Cheney observed the battle. Somehow, uh, observing the battle, somehow overloaded the, uh, the, the armor of the assassin and the weapons with energy, causing them to explode, thereby killing the alien. And at the end of the concert, she teleported herself, her band, and Guthrie to her Dyson Sphere. I mean, she didn't invite the other new mutants. She'd be like, yo, I want the... I, I, not only are you not our blast, and we're going to be non-invotable... With that, with that D, what? Ooh! <laughs> By the way, she does really like, like they, they, in multiple alternate universes, they get married. Nice. Which I feel like is very good because uh, Guthrie, Sam Guthrie, is I'm not joking. One of the best boys. He's very good, and also he's not involved in blasting. You know, I feel like Sam Guthrie he, should get mainstream appeal. I think the only place I know Cannonball from is from that terrible X Men Quake video game, like that total conversion. Uh, no, no, he needs better representation. Uh, you know, maybe we'll finally get that new mutants movie that I was talking about when Fury Road was coming, when Fury Road was in uh in theaters. Yeah, I guess no one really it just must be in like Me development hell or something. It is. It is. Um it's supposed to come out at some point. They're going to release it in theaters, but then everyone's just like we're not going to theaters this year. <laughs> It's <laughs> still not out. Um, but, you know, Macy Williams is not going to look like a young woman by the time that movie comes out. Mm -hmm. There's supposed to be rain. <sighs> you know, it's whatever. It's going to come out eventually, and it's, you know, I'm going to probably like it enough. Hey, you it, know. As long as it's better than the X-Men Apocalypse movies, you know. I can't believe they wasted Oscar Isaac like that. How dare they? How I was dare they waste him? Especially because beautiful like, first class man. was I enjoyed first class even if they did Darwin really dirty. Um Oh, I I okay, you Okay. Sorry, I have so many things about first class. Okay, first off, technically good movie. Technically good. I hate Banshee. With a passion. Like, 
Don't come at me with that scream flying shit. I hate it so much. Banshee. Ooh, Banshee. I wish he lost his powers during M Day. I wish he lost his powers. He oh, didn't. God. Yeah. Um, I, I, I liked how um, ridiculous Banshee scream flying was, especially like depicted I, in like a movie. It seemed so ridiculous. I hate it so much. Like it, it bothers me to my core. Like I, like there's at least some consistency in a lot of Marvel stuff. Like some, like I'm not saying a lot, but some in mm-hmm. the scream flying, like they can't, they can't explain it in a way that makes any sense within Marvel logic. Mm-hmm. Every single time, like at least with the, like, Oh, they have the power of cosmic. So they're basically gods. You know, you know that I'm fine with that. That's Marvel logic. Not, Hey, he could scream real good. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. I, now that you mention it, honestly, like scream real good powers, fine. Scream real good powers to provide thrust, no. Also, in the comics, he talks while he's scream flying all the time, and he uses it within ex- in in enclosed environments all the time. Like, there's one, there's one cover, and I know this is just a cover, and I've talked about this probably five, 50 times by now, but it's a Christmas cover for X-Men, X-Men Christmas Story. And he is scream flying up to the top of the Christmas tree with everyone around him when his powers can debilitate, like, he, he uses his powers to debilitate the Juggernaut before. Like, come on! Sorry, sorry. That uh, that the, ba- the Banshee like ruined that movie for me. Mm. Also, they did Darwin real bad. They did Darwin dirty. Um, I also, really- also sorry, sorry. One other, I I don't mean to interrupt, but here's my other one thing. Darwin supposed to be the most survivable survival person ever. Why the hell was he black at any time in America? He could turn into anything. Darwin was depicted as black in the movie. Why wasn't he? Like the most, why wasn't he an old white guy? Who was is is his powers like more like extinctive, instinctive adaptation on like a short term? No. Oh, oh, so it doesn't work the same way it does in the movie. He turned into a death god at one point. Oh, jeez. Also, he's not supposed to be like look like a person. He's supposed to be like basically like a blank slate. Like he's like white, but like not like white skinned, like white as oh, in just like, like a, a pure bl- white, like a blank humanoid. Yes. So I don't understand why you would make that character supposed to be the most survivable person ever, a black person during the sixties. Like I know I understand, like you know, well racial politics and so, but they they touched on that in the movie. Like yeah, and, and it's also annoying that that like they killed the one black X Man off in like the halfway point of the movie. Also, you shove a grenade down his throat, it explodes a little bit. The rest of him turns into steel. Like, come on, Sebastian Shaw should not be able to kill an unkillable. Like also, that's ridiculous. Also, Sebastian Shaw, he. Okay, sorry. I'm I'm getting heated about this. I should not be getting this heated, <laughs> but I I first class. Like, oh man, it's technically a good movie. It is a horrible X Man movie. As a as a movie beginning a franchise and still finding its feet, it 
It's nice, and I I don't know how comic people feel about it. I liked um, Days of Future Past, the movie. I liked it. And yeah, then, I liked it. Like it's it had so much potential, and then Apocalypse happened, and it went to crap. But then Logan happened, and Logan was fun. It's like, and then they're gonna try the um, the Dark Phoenix saga again, and it's like, oh hey, this is. You know what? I feel like they should never try to do the Dark Phoenix saga ever again because they mess it up in every single incarnation they do it, except in the comics. Mm-hmm. Every incarnation they do it badly. They need to stop doing the Phoenix saga, like at all. They just just skip it, skip it. One of We've the, done it too many times. One of the few things I know about the X Men comics is that Jean Grey keeps dying. Well, what if they just do that in the movies and not have Jean Grey? Or they could just not do the Phoenix song. They could just not do it. It's just it's like how it's just like how when you introduce Doctor Doom into a Fantastic Four movie. You're, you're doing it too early, first off. And second off, you're doing it bad. Just don't have Doctor Doom in a Fantastic Four movie. Like, yeah. and for a little bit. You know? You know, don't do Spider-Man's origin story a million times. Just skip it. Just skip it. Just don't do it. Don't talk about it. No one will care. Just make a good movie and don't do the same storyline over and over again. Yeah, I really did like how for, um, like, uh, the Ang Lee Hulk movie isn't canon to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But when they did the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, they didn't bother with the origin story. We know the freaking origin story. They they gave his power origin story in like a quick flashback, and he's already on the run. Good, great decision, great decision. And technically, it did follow the Ang Lee one. Technically, is, is the Ang Lee one like canon? It's not canon, but it did fall. It is technically a straight line. Because he wasn't, he was in South America at the beginning. Okay, so they, like it's like the the what happened before the Edward Norton movie is like broad strokes the Ang Lee one. Okay, yeah. As long as like in, I don't want Hulk's dad. What whatever whatever that was in the Ang Lee movie. movie Ang Lee movie. I don't want that to be canon because that just seemed really bad. When I I went back and watched it recently, and it seemed bad. Awesome. Also, Absorbing Man needs a little bit. I, I'm, I have a soft spot for Absorbing Man, and they just took the Absorbing Man's whole thing and did it badly. Mm. But yeah, okay. So we probably should get finished with this. <laughs> Sorry, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, using Warlock's power, the rest of the New Mutants succeeded in journeying to the Dyson Sphere because Warlock is kind of overpowered because um, mm-hmm. he can turn into a. Uh, light speed ship because he's well he's te- because he's he a technarch well he's a technarch and you know blah 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 you know I like Warlock a lot um so there Phil Hovenis a member of uh Cheney's band broadcasts the spheres coordinates to the alien race that I refuse to say the name of and open the channel through the sphere, a sphere's uh, defensive perimeter, which through the alien race could enter the sphere. Thus, Shasola and his subordinates captured Shaney, Guthrie, and three of the new mutants. Shashala killed uh, Hovanas and 
prepare to activate the teleportation star uh, gate web to still Earth himself. The other new mutants arrived, and one of them, Magma, turned the Stargate mechanism into molten slag with her powers. Surprise, her powers is magma. So it was real easy. Um, the alien race was defeated, but the destruction of the Stargate mechanism triggered a self-destruct circuits, which would destroy Earth. Translating and inscriptions, blah, blah, blah. Um... Yeah, so translating description about the machine's operations, the new mutant cipher, who could read and communicate with everything. Right now he's communicating with Krakoa, the living planet. And I'm now a living planet, a living island. By the way, if you haven't read X-Men for a long time, the Hickman run is a very good starting point and is very good. Um, yeah. I really should yeah, so like, he- get into reading comics again. I, I had fun with it back in grade 8. I, like I mentioned in another episode, um, grade eight teacher had a bunch of comics in the classroom that you could read when you were done your work. I had the habit of reading them before I was done my work. Um, and I had, I had fun with that. I should do that again, but there's just so much. Yeah. I always just like choose something that looks cool and then choose a starting point and just read. Yeah. It's that. I think people overthink it too much. You you choose. You choose one that looks good, you start from the volume one of that one, and then you go. But that being said, um, uh, Marvel Unlimited is actually, they're only three months behind now. So you can read almost entire ones all the way up to the newest one. Marvel and they actually Unlimited? have a pretty good Marvel Unlimited, yeah. Oh, is that like an online deal? Uh, it's also a phone app and stuff. Nice. It's actually a pretty good, it's a pretty good reading experience for, for me. Um, that's how I caught up on a lot of stuff I have blind spots for. Um, yeah, so basically, so Cypher, you know, managed to deactivate the self-destruct process just in time. In gratitude, Cheney promised to do anything with the new mutants. Uh, one of them, Mirage, asked for her pledge to no longer menace the Earth. Cheney complied. Cheney teleported herself and the new mutants back to Earth and later returned to the sphere to free her men from the captivity of the alien race. Cheney remains romantically involved with Sam Guthrie uh, as a really long-distance girlfriend. Um, her, she kept her promises through giving up stealing, and her music career continues on Earth with great success. Her band currently includes lead guitarist Conal Duran, bass player, and guitarist Ben Lachlan, and drummer Gray Havero. For a time, Allison Blair, the Dazzler, played keyboards and did harmony vocals for Cheney's band, which is also just a real good combination. So she's five eight. She's five eight. Weighs one twenty. Blue eyes, black hair. You know, she does like some exercise. You know, you know, she's not super strong or anything. She does some exercise. Uh, she she can teleport herself and other people um, and objects to interstellar distances, even across the Milky Way, although she cannot teleport across shorter distances. Hence, when she teleports from one spot to an Earth to another, she actually teleports herself to her Dyson sphere from her starting point, then like teleports her way. I knew it. Way, blah, I blah, knew blah, it. Blah. Yeah, she does like, do that. As, was... as soon as I realized she had like a base station that was like within her teleport range, she would do a like a, a bouncy thing. 
Yeah. Um, apparently, she must specifically know any location which she teleports herself to in order to do so. Yeah, that's usual. It was there. <laughs> just, did, just did a random beyond the red line jump and found a Dyson Fury. Cool, this is mine now. Well, it was it was a colony. It was a colony that was not in use anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, it's ancient. Uh, the identities of village are unknown, but it had a lot of like a lot of really cool stuff. And that's you know, they're they're, they're her and her band are the only people who live there. So they have a whole colony to themselves oh. around a star. Yep. So that's Lila Cheney. Do I have anything else to say? I really want to read about this character now. Like, like read their issues. That sounds like a fun character. Are they like? It is very fun. Are they like major in the New Mutants, or are they just sort of like there for a couple issues every so often? Uh, they're there every once in a while. Mm. Yeah, the. They show up in, I mean, they show up in a decent amount. Not a lot, but they show up in a decent amount. Um, and, uh, you know, she got a, she got her, uh, got herself a boo thing. That's like real good. Very long distance relationship. Yeah, that's understanding it. And also she didn't lose her powers uh, on M-Day because she was literally across the galaxy when it happened. Oh, was I, I read a little bit about M-Day and how it, is M-Day still canon? I remember something about that being not canon anymore. Um, oh, it's so canon. It is so canon right now. It's so I... canon that it's so canon that they actively want to kill Scarlet Witch right now. Like in Krakoa. Because they because she did multiple genocides. I remember reading something about there was an M-related arc that is no longer canon. Was it House of M? No. How some no no all the M day stuff and related to it is this canon. I must be thinking of something else. Um, but I don't uh, know. You're probably thinking. You're probably thinking of a lot of a uh, lot of uh, events because uh, until Hickman took over, uh, they would do the same event basically over and over again, and then retcon it. You oh. know, sometimes and yeah. No, I hated X Men up until Hickman uh, took control, and then Hickman is a. Uh, a golden god, I think, is the the least thing I could say. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I would definitely read the the Hickman run of stuff. Like start with Hawk, uh, the House of X and Power of X, and just go. Mm, it's mm, Chef Kiss. Mm, it's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um. But yeah, that is it. So what do you have to plug? All right, I make music. You can find me at soundcloud.com slash music, and you can find me at viriana.bandcamp.com, spelled V-I-R-I-A-N-A. I make chiptune with uh, emulated NES hardware and uh, ad-lib cards. So enjoy that if you're into that thing. And if you're not, well, I don't like you as a person. If you want to listen more of me, I do have a podcast called Over Smith, where me and my friend Faith go through the H.P. Lovecraft uh, bibliography. What is what is discography, but for it's, books? It's bibliography, uh, but also bibliography. Speaking of uh, Lovecraft, you have to tell us what the cursed thing was. Come on, no, I, I no, this no, it's not PG thirteen. Okay, I, I refuse to say fine. it on this. Yeah, yeah. but um. But yeah, uh, but we go through uh, the bibliography of H.P. Lovecraft, 
um, chronologically, and we re- also release chronic. We release audiobooks, and we also have a discussion episode each week until I decided to make it bi-monthly or bi- or fortnightly. Do you ever talk will, about his cat? Well, don't we talk about a lot of stuff? So I don't want to get into uh, to, to some of the stuff right at the moment. <laughs> we get into it enough on the episodes on the stuff. There on there, but um, but yeah, uh, this is uh, if you want to support me, go to at alpha, you can go to at alphabet flight on Twitter and Instagram, where you can see pictures of the stuff I do for this podcast, as well as the pictures of the people we were talking about and covers. And uh, there's also a link to my Patreon in the description down below if you want to support me monetarily. My name is so this is uh. Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Bye-bye.